practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Uh, hit us. Let's start us up. I'm gonna need, I need, I need, I need a flow in. I need a flow in today. All right. Well, we can come out swinging. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. Uh, so I, I'm gonna, I'm coming. Come. Uh. So after the last couple podcasts, we we talked to some unsavory characters as we we tend to do. Sure. Oh, and then sure. we talked to uh, a certain Stacy, who just he I I wish he would have shared something with us. Stacey, He's a part of history. Stacy Payne, the secret Stacey sauce. Stacy Payne, secret sauce. He's a part of history. We're all connected, other than him being on the podcast. Obviously, what he, what's the connection? Well, it was like you, like you lived in Long Island City for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. I lived there for with you. Yeah, for a while. It's a very awesome part of New York. Very unique. It, in its day, was the home to uh, a Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. Um, but we we didn't know it was part of the one of the ancillary rooms of the old crappy Madison Square Garden in Long Island City is the current site of the Creek in the Cave. No, really? Oh yeah, I know. There's some hard some Doctor Jones level archaeologists unearthing things in the in the annals of as they're digging up these buildings, they're finding out like there was amazing things that were were happening in Long Island City long before you and I and Henning and mm, Mitch and Justy and Greg all strode the boards at the creek in the cave. There was an event oh, in 1984 that happened, and I have been painstakingly trying to reconstruct through footage and okay. hearsay and <laughs> the the best kind of say there is <laughs> the here kind. The the an event that happened just where we were standing that Stacy the Pain was at apparently which he neglected to tell us about. I, I'm on the edge of my seat because I got a feel that it, it's not all positive. Uh it's uh, well, well, you'll be the judge. Okay, you'll be okay, the judge. Okay. So if you could imagine Phil Collins, Easy Lover, playing right now, mm-hmm. pop. We're gonna you're gonna get a lot of popping. And muffled microphone. I'm going to recreate as best I can without all of the highest caliber sound effects and audio things for 1984. But, uh, so, well, I guess we'll just give it a go, I guess. Sunday, March 31st, 1 p.m., get your tickets to the greatest sports entertainment, closed-circuit TV spectacular of all time. It's Slamabama 1. <laughs> That's right. Just because it's first doesn't mean it's bad. In fact, it's quite rad. <laughs> so imagine, like, you hear doo in the knees in love. We're seeing grainy footage of these titans of their time. Sure. And, like, cube wipes, star wipes, the whole nine yards. Uh,. The Saturday Night Skeever, the Disco Don himself, Dick Burner, roller skates to the ring against the loquacious Lacerator, the verbose vivisector, Stacy Payne, and he'll need that secret sauce because the CC. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, I totally botched. This is called 
church candy wrestling. Didn't come up in the thing because the tape cut off. <laughs> so it's called CCW Church Candy Wrestling. It's the afternoon of March 31st. <laughs> I got to get my PA on the copy here. He forgot it. So this is CCW Slamabama 1, as you know. It's the first, not the worst. It's rad. Uh, hold on, so hold CC- on, hold on. Why don't you, why don't you hit me with it from the get? You've got all the information now. Hit us hard. Hit us clean. I already know what I got. Is going yeah. on the end of the episode. This is the card. This is the card. That's why yeah. I bring it out first. Sure. Because I figured we might need to either edit it out or re-record it. Oh, absolutely. With some easy lover behind it. That's what I was already picturing. All right. So, we'll take it from the top. (laughs) Of course. Saturday, March 31st, 1 p.m. Get your tickets to the greatest sports entertainment, closed-circuit TV spectacular of all time. It's Slamabama 1 from Church Candy Wrestling. That's right. Just because it's the first, just because it's first doesn't mean it's bad. It's quite rad. <laughs> first off, we have the Saturday Night Skeever, the Disco Don himself, Dick Burner, roller skating to the ring against the loquacious lacerator, the verbose vivisector, Stacy Payne. And he'll need all that secret sauce of his because CCW <laughs> is bringing a roast. That's right. For the first time ever, live in your and in your homes, the, a wrestling roast battle. Marvel as Dick Burner and Stacy Payne exchange knuckles, chuckles, barbs, and beatdowns, along with low bo- blows, both verbal and otherwise. No, no expense or feelings will be spared. Watch as champion Chuck Kogan and his... <laughs> And the plumbing legend and lifestyle guru, Dr. T, battle it out with the challenger from parts you don't want to know, the menacing and mysterious Chindo. In live type tag team action, we have Dr. Gaylord and the patient bringing their patented brand of medical malpractice against the freeway fury skid mark and gash. <laughs> In the ladies' division action, we have the mall brat, Brandy Sands. Can, does she have enough pep and pop to overcome the blonde banshee, Karen? You'll want to speak to the manager to ask for more. We also have the Midtown Madonna, Corey with a K, and her manager, Corey with a C, taking it taking the L-I-R-R to face the trash-talking, moonwalking, meanie in a bikini, Trish the Dish Gallopini. <laughs> As they clash for the first time in a battle for bragging rights and equal pay in the dreaded pink bikini pillow fight. Meow. This was the 80s again. Of course. Of course. Noted. Watch. Noted. Societal still noted. not over. This is a loaded card. We watch as 30 of the CCW's lower and middle card jamokes battle it out in the old country buffet all-you-can-eat battle royale. First to burst. The worst. <laughs> We have the stinker and the uncle, Big Sal Gundy, square off in the kitchen the kitchen haircut match. While the lizard Robido brings slime and grime against the grim and slim Mr. Murder. This promises to be a sight that'll leave you with sore eyes as Mr. Murder opens his body bag of horrors on the cold-blooded brute. But the bad boy from the bayou won't go down without swinging. 
his sack of lizards in your general direction. Sack. <laughs> just, a, just a slimy lizard. The Lord of Luchador, J. Confucius III, versus the ravishing racist, the third person pugilist, the Ronald. Can the masked master of the top rope outmaneuver an enraged orange man as they slug it out atop a 20 foot wall extended above the ring in a one of a kind Laredo border wall match? See the blonde from Baywatch and one of the white guys from the Bulls. Also, don't miss 80s heartthrob Judge Nelson stepping into the ring to wrestle his demons. Kukok. Finally, in the main event, international heartthrob, the meat man Coddington J. Brisket brings his patented brand of turnbuckle butchery and masterful mustachio in defense of his honor and lifestyle choices against the Beantown Brawler, Mad Mandy Harper, and his 24-pack of Rollin' Rocks. The middle-class bad boy clashes with the South South Beach boy toy it's sex symbol versus sexist. It's dandy versus dump. It's hot versus not. Art versus fart. It's the time-honored classic West Memphis dad's belt match. These gladiators are tethered, tethered together with a lash made of their father's belts. They'll battle for family honor, legacy, and their respective father's hand in marriage. It's slam bama baby! <laughs> Music by the midday pre-taped stars, jazz cousins, and so much more. <laughs> A Candy Church and Just Justice production. Nice. So I just found that. I found that. That is the pactinous bill I've ever seen. What could am I you... doing here? I want to. If I, you could go. People say, if I could go back in time in history, would I meet Jesus? Would I kill Hitler as a baby? Maybe. Would you meet Lyle the Lizard Robido? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go to this event. Tickets one sold kind, out, man. Tickets, and that was the uh, big screen, closed circuit TV. You could have seen that at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, side room. I hated though what I what I what made me sad is when you brought up um, uh, Chuck Kogan. I really hated it when he became um, West Hollywood Chuck Kogan. Yeah, mm, I know. Exactly. That was the worst. <laughs> the biggest heel turn of the century. Or I mean, Bollywood Chuck Kogan. It was Chunk. It's Chunk Kogan. Oh, oh, it's Chunk Easily. Kogan. It's Chunk Kogan. Uh, I heard Chuck. I don't know. Chuck the Chunk Kogan. Well, that's I Hashtag. honestly that's what I wrote the first time. I went Chuck the Chunk Kogan, and I was like, yeah, you just go Chunk Kogan. Just, you don't want to overdo it. I didn't wow. know it was a typo because the old newsprint was so smudged. Oh, sure, sure. They need a better so, archivist at uh, uh, yeah. CCW. Well, it's, the job's open. Well, good researching, man. I needed that today. Found it. Ooh. That's what I thought. I was coming. I was like, I'll save it for the end or coming up front. We'll do both. I think we'll do Stacey both. Stacey Payne needed a little bit of, he had a hard match against the Saturday Night Skaver. I would, I'm surprised he didn't bring it up, but you know what? He had a lot on his mind. He just discovered Long that uh, Mean Gene died of coronary. Yeah. Rest in peace. So. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. Coming in hot. I need. I needed that because I almost had a heart attack on the tennis court. <laughs> Said oh, me, yeah. never expecting to say <laughs> about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> and it's all don't don't let me misinterpret. Don't let me misrepresent. 
that Were I you was in the Grand Slam? that I was out on the court at Wimbledon hitting it hard. <laughs> I was in such a mood of exaggerated dad rage. So let this be a lesson mm-hmm. to anyone, new dads, old dads alike, or anyone just allowing their environment to get under their skin. You might end up having a heart attack on a field of play that you're not even supposed to be on, so your death will be hard to explain for everyone. You vaguely know the rules of. I was just foolishly trying, and and again, let's remember to step back and remind ourselves that any work we work on doesn't really matter if you have a, a kid that you should be paying more attention to. But it's hard to remember sometimes, so I was trying to do some work mm. on the computer. <laughs> In the house on my day off today. And uh, it was just a loud one. It was just a loud one in here. A lot of uh, yeah. a lot of every time I... Because I'm doing work, so I had to have my headphones on to do the work. Mm-hmm. So every time I kind of turned my head, it would be something of mine, like an old keyboard that got snapped in half. or sure. Clattering or, to the uh, ground. Uh, Tap dance or two. One of the, the, the volumes of books that I shouldn't have moved the first time <laughs> I moved three, four, six moves ago, as it just uh, Bronson Pinchot style, all uh, uh, the Tangiers or whatever the hell that um, that Stephen King movie was. The, oh, the, what is it? Langoliers? The Lang- Langoliers. Tangiers. <laughs> just a bunch of people stranded in a, a casino. In the fake casino. What time is casino. it? <laughs> what time is it? Oh man, I keep losing time in here. I Look at all these Romans. I can't taste any of these blueberries in this muffin, De Niro. <laughs> I need more of them. That's a deep pull, but a great, Ooh, a great lot of scene. levels on that one. Oh, it's like yeah. a souffle of nerdy references. Yeah, deep, rich, rich, creamy batter. Um, so it like just finally, and then when I knew better, I was doing okay. I was like, ah, put the books down. Um. And, you know, like a blender starts going off in the Mm. other room and, you know, trying because the other thing is trying to, like, be concise with some audio. Fine. Fine. And then I told myself I'm doing this last thing and I'm stepping away because what I got done is what I got done. I'm not in high school anymore or I'm not in school. I don't have deadlines or whatever. Or You have your own. This is a project. So it is what it is. Step away after this one thing. And I do that one thing and it goes smooth. So I add one more thing to it. My next step and my computer freezes. And <laughs> no. The, no. The, the red, blood red feeling that flushed over all of my existence. Mm-hmm rose from me in the most silent scream into the void that I should have audibly screamed because where that scream ended up going is back inside of my body into the heart in the form of fists, just going, (laughs) punch, punch. So I was like, (laughs) finally, finally, I I have a, a good enough partner that was like, Ruby, let's go for a walk, which makes me obviously feel... Mm -hmm. Like sure. a monster that I am. Well, you're like, did though... I tip my hand that much when I was <laughs> silently punching myself in the chest and stomach? So 
Uh, no, it's fine, everyone. It's fine. So they're getting ready, and then luckily, whatever heads prevail, and I take my headphones off, and I'm like, "Let's, may I go with you, or yes, let's please. go play I, that?" I, yeah, I got Meg uh, tennis rackets for Mother's Day, because <laughs> um, they were on sale at Walmart. No, because she had mentioned some doing something outside, and because of where we live, there's no yeah. basketball courts, only tennis courts. Make of that what you will. I think it's you can shoot hoops clear. out there. Yeah, shoot hoops over the over the net. <laughs> um, so we found a tennis court, and the first time I've been on a tennis court, and we're hitting it back and forth. And I mm-hmm. think finally, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden, and here I'm being legitimate, tunnel yeah. vision like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and I yeah. just like my whole body went flush, and my feet felt like they were on fire. I had to take my shoes off. And yeah, I like, I was like, Meg, we need, um, do we have tennis rackets made of poison oak? Was that why they were so cheap? (laughs) I felt like, do we, do we have water? Do we have water in the car? She's like, yeah, what's going on? I was like, I need to go to the car. And I ransacked Ruby's, um, uh, diaper bag because she had old cookies in there. And I ate these old cookies. And drank this water. It's just something. I just had to put the AC and sit in the car. Classic dad move. And just breathe. Oh, yeah. Dad gets to crank the AC and sit in the car alone? Not fair. <laughs> Why is it always on medium when we're driving? <laughs> so luckily, I don't want to overheat the engine. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And as that happened the in this old car that gives us nothing but trouble, this car that was supposed to be a life-saving second car, which reframe it, of course it is. Mm-hmm. We needed two cars. So we bought it used. And yeah. it has cost us four times what but, what yeah. buying a new car and payments would have been. <laughs> it's like a new brand new. Anyways, as I'm sitting there, XM in this thing. as I'm sitting there going, "All right, all right, man, you, you had a rough day. Step back, acknowledge that that was, in fact, acknowledge that the level of that rage and emotion is something unique and to be admired because I haven't seen it like that in a long time." And then you're a good man, H. You only took it out on your own heart and brain. Good for you. <laughs> Which is why you're, like, you're working on two gaskets. And as I'm doing that, like a fucking uh, old computer going, the car's like stereo, like digital display just went, and now it's Fade. just nothing. No, no. You just hit buttons and you'll get music probably, but. <laughs> on dude but whatever it doesn't matter it was the smallest it could have been the smallest thing even though i that was like i said an hour and a half ago we got home an hour ago and i was like all right all right I laid down for a second with ruby as we were like watching jungle book i'm good and as i walked in here i thought the door was open but it wasn't i thought it was like just conveniently like uh-huh. closed but not like hinged or whatever and yeah. i ran into it and spilled mountain dew <laughs> down my shirt and I like I saw do I just went all right here we go so they should have put me in those are the moments that shift everything you and I aren't like world leaders but those are the moments when you get so mad that you're like I want to grab my cup of coffee but like and you just spill everywhere and you're like what did I spill I wanted all of that coffee for myself yeah, I don't want to make another one that's 
and what's amazing is, and it's, we might have talked just about get up, this. Clean it up and like go make another cup of coffee. I but have, I didn't want to. <laughs> I the, the, the that reaction is exactly right. And what's amazing is I have, for example, the bigger scheme of things. Like, um, I have this tiny in the and comparatively to everybody else. Not that I compared. Everything I have to potentially one day retire on, not at the YMCA, right? <laughs> Been putting money into I'm it getting since that outlet top one. I don't settle for no bottom, <laughs> right? Fighting over and fighting over an outlet to charge my hover phone. Your ten, <laughs> your ten fire sticks that you've collected over the last ten years, right? My, they were cheap for a while. My digital life, or it's my or, library. My backup consciousness, because I died of a yeah. heart attack in 2021, <laughs> and I'm just a vapor, just a holographic vapor. <laughs> a mist trapped in an old iPhone. Like, you can walk through walls, you can be anywhere, you're not even real, you're just a fake digital consciousness. Why are you at the YMCA? I and you're fretting, it. you're fretting so much. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hate movies, you hate every movie. Like... Go see the creation. Like, nah, no. I didn't like that new Marvel movie. I Get out of here, grumpy Vapor. <laughs> they need to remake the Goonies. Get out of here, Vapor. They're fucking making a sequel to the Goonies. Of course they are. A sequel? Someone, fam- sequel? someone somebody famous is writing a sequel to the Goonies. When we say sequel, do we mean original cast? Yes. Boom. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we're getting Goonies, we're getting a soft reboot of Goonies. We're getting Goonies Jr. No, but reboot is new actors, right? Re-sequel. I meant, I, I meant sequel. It's not a reboot. It's a, it's a, which is funny. Like we have gone through, we're not, I mean, we're old, but we're not that old. Like we've gone through, we know the difference between a reboot and then like a deep sequel. Mm-hmm. And Goonies 2 is a deep sequel. Like, cause they're all gonna be the grumpy dad. <laughs> right. John Anson's gonna be like, "You Goonies better not be running in my yard." And, they're and Chunk like, will warm. be a ghost. <laughs> Chunk's producing the whole thing. I ain't in it. Chunk's funding I'm taking the 10% whole thing. Off the back end. Oh yeah. Chunk's suing their ass already for his. Oh, likeness. he's married to Sloth. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I'm in. I'm in for that Sign aspect. I'm, it's, we call him Lady C and Lady S. Pin it. <laughs> Pin it. Did you hear anyway, it? Let's go back, but like, yes. Uh, so I got to pin Lady G, and then just real quick, getting back to being enraged, for example, if you spill your coffee on your tennis shoes or something, Yeah. I have this tiny little savings investment or whatever, mm. and when COVID, and it's everything, like I said, YMCA. Yeah. Uh, maybe if we, maybe if it, if we can cash it out when we can, maybe you know a tent, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> this is gonna get us to the city limits. After yeah. that, it's free right. for all. I'll get you guys out of the city. Then I'm gone. It'll give me a money to. It'll give me enough money to pay off that sheriff that's gonna try and run me out of town. Like uh, what's his name? Like John Rambo. Every time when I go in for groceries, I need an extra five spot to be like, let us just stay at the outskirts. Um, no, I'm just picturing someone like us who are like, uh, shit's all going down. Like I had just enough money to get to the and you're sort of like uh, Dick Van Dyke 
sort of you're like, oh, here we made it city limits. And then even before they even know you're gone, you just grabbed on the back of a truck and you're like, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) I made it this far. The world's over. Or just like, like just us walking in and the city actually being concerned. Like we're not beefy, like war-torn Vietnam vets. We're just nerdy podcasters. And they're like, hey, (laughs) exactly. Come here, buddy. Come here, you art school dropouts. We don't want none of your kind in here. Painting crappy murals and making quippy remarks about things I like. I like Goody's one. Goody's two is also good. Marion Chunk. (laughs) Don't even put that idea in my mind. Um... Oh, so, okay, getting the the rage, the heart attack rage, spilling your coffee, versus literally um, the pandemic hits and half of this thing is just gone, right? So I open a letter, and it's just, and such a periphery, I open a letter and go, The moths come out. There you go. And then I open the letter that month and go, huh, half of everything that I've done since 2004. And I go, eh, whatever. But then I stub my toe on the way in and I go, I shouldn't have feet! (laughs) No furniture! No, no angles in this house. We're going to live in a sphere. Hey, can you come in here? Can you come in here? Remember that couch you wanted to sit on? Well, now I'm fucking crippled. Punching it like you're Mike Tyson. Doing body work. (laughs) Like, I'm overcutting this couch. Not this fucking couch. Too many angles fucking things <laughs> oh so anyway that's, that's such an unhealthy way to be it just and the, but that's that's the shift that's the moment that's the reminder to go here's the thing you can either breathe a little more at night or you're gonna die on the toilet so just take it easy <laughs> no, yes, exactly. or before your time i should say not, not not the way I want to go when I'm going naturally and they go, what's your last words? Still I go, dying on the no, 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 my last move. Put to the toilet. Put like my man toilet. Elvis. How many people have purposely died on the toilet because of Elvis? Purposely. Or, also, another good sub question is how many spouses have moved dead bodies to a toilet <laughs> to fulfill the last wishes of their beloved husband or wife? Or their final act of spite. <laughs> you're no Elvis and they write a marker on their dead forehead you're no Elvis <laughs> I have been telling you all I wanted was Elvis and you had to die on the toilet <laughs> you can't even dance <laughs> could Elvis dance I know he's all hips but was he uh, that's dancing I mean well, you couldn't get away with it now I don't I wouldn't imagine maybe I haven't what does little Nas X do other than be amazing. I don't know much about his music, but I do know he dresses like a dream. Have you seen Little Nas X wore to a... And for those that don't know, it does not matter. I'm not going to tell you who yeah. he is. He's a he's a rapper. Give him his hat just in like, case someone in the burning embers of the post apocalypse sure, wants to fair. know. <laughs> that's true. So there's this rapper. Oh, is it fair? There's this pop artist, rapper, mm-hmm. musician. How about we go with musician? Because yes. he, he, he goes across all spectrums as musicians should. But so he's um, wrote this, this is, song. 
and it's like hip hop bass. It's got beats. He raps, but it's to like a country rhythm, and it's called Old yeah. Town Road. And it created all this controversy, um, unjust controversy, basically. Because let's be honest, because a bunch of fat country fools were like, "He can't be on our charts. It has a gay code. It has dope beats." And let's not <laughs> these sick beats belong in the sick beats category. And that's funny until you realize that's the dog yeah. whistle for we don't want uh, yeah. black people on our or progressive black people on our. Um, charts anyways the song's ridiculous it's it's rap and then billy ray cyrus jumps on it because i don't know I, either the labels did it or he went like you guys are all fools let's give him some credit let's let's make sure we we knock this shit out of the park mm-hmm. that being said um little nas x has come out as queer but that's beside the point what well but it also like makes things more inclusive actually because mm-hmm. he fucking owns who he is and he wears he went to the country music awards or whatever bright 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 pink tuxedo but like if we ever write a script for old dirty um damn it uh, old dirty richard (laughs) old dirty richard yeah he's old dirty richard oh but he's young oh you know what that's a that's like that's what's i guess he is like the modern little richard of just like go fuck yourself like I'm gonna music, do. Don't. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look the way I look. Me. I'm gonna do what I do. Who we talked about? We talked about Old Dirty Richard and somebody else. We talked about that's just like, uh, I think that passed away too. But that's just like, go fuck yourself. I'm only gonna do me, and then you guys can Richard. all screw. And that's what Little Nas X is doing. And so he wore this amazing pink tuxedo where the coat like ended right above. It's like a short coat. Like a Mater D short coat mm-hmm. and had the yeah. largest 80s shoulder pads, matching cowboy hat. Nice. He might have had a monocle on. I'm not sure. Well, maybe he can invest in the the new the revised. I heard there's rumblings of a return of the CCW. Oh, yeah, he could come we on. We need some musical investment, perhaps. But if I, I mean, he's. You guys don't know about that until later, but. He's far out of. Refer- out of my scope as far as um, success, but I would, uh, if I suddenly came into a fortune and I didn't need that pittance to live at the YMCA, I would pay him whatever it took to make him my corner man because I think he would be fucking the best. best. Who's, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, the Heart, uh, who, who was an amazing... Oh, uh, Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I watched a bunch of old, I just looked up, like, WrestleMania commercials. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they were on TV, right? They advertise them. It's, in, it's, it's worth a shot. It's the weirdest thing you'll see. Yeah. Like, there's a clip, like, there's like, so tonight at the Tacoma Dome, we have WrestleMania 2. You're getting King Kong Al Bundy versus Hulk Hogan in the cage match. And then they're listing matches, but they're showing... Like, not what they're talking about, because, like, oh, you've I've heard of Hulk Hogan on the radio. Like, one of them was, like, the wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper giving a guy a haircut? Like, an aggressive haircut. <laughs> no. But he's he not wasn't the guy who gave it. haircuts. That was Brutus the Beefcake Bruce, Barber. Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Before. That was probably the inspiration. So, like, random we need, haircut? We need, we, we need a babyface guy who cuts hair and not this... 
scumbag cutting my hair. I want a nice, not a mean. I I I never trusted Roddy Roddy. I think he was technically wrestled as a, a hero, but I never bought it. Never He's on bought the edge. it. Yeah, he played he played the middle. He was a Deadpool played, type fella. He played hard to like. Hey, if I'm playing Boston Garden, <laughs> I'm getting over. You guys suck. Okay. Because he's think... just like, I, I punch you in the face and I hate you. He's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm, okay. Okay, that's fair. The first. That being said, Casey, on Anyways, this. We can get off of wrestling. Let's keep no, talking about no, other we... pop culture things. That... That's fine. It's fine. People know what this podcast is. And if they don't, we're the little Nas X of podcasts. We do what we want. Yeah. Every week, you know, we see each other. Unfortunately, it's an audio medium. Casey and I have a contest to see who can have the bigger shoulder pads on our tuxedo. <laughs> exactly. And the best colors, maroons, grays. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's little Nas X. He has something color that pops. And we go maroon and gray. We just go bacious. We just wear old couches. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever we can find in the gold. How girls. amazing if you just took... Like the it's because Ashley and I have this conversation like those crappy 90s couches from our childhood that had the like like you said, the burgundy and the turquoise like roped in like an old blanket. But they were just it was just a queen size bed. Oh, I see. Sure. But what if if you just gutted a couch and wore it? I'm saying Met Gala. I'm telling you. Oh, well, yeah, the Met Gala. Who doesn't have dreams of what they'll wear to the Met Gala? I'm wearing a couch as a an outfit when they invite me for world's greatest comic book. <laughs> like, like, let's get this guy with the ponytail and a beard. I bet he'll wear a couch. I'm gonna. My date is gonna be the naked cowboy, and I'm gonna make him wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who is that guy? That's yeah. I was gonna say something like yes. I was gonna say something over the top, but no, I'm just gonna make. But I'm gonna make <laughs> him wear a nice pair of slacks, maybe a pair of Maronas, a nice yeah. silk shirt, and a nice tie. <laughs> Who is I that? clothed the naked cowboy. No cowboy hat. You... I'm gonna no, make nothing. him wear a helmet. Give my you give him your own haircut. Yes, like Rowdy Roddy. You're like I cut your hair though, but you cut it on the red carpet. Of course, of course. When when you get to your spot on the red carpet where everybody's like, hey, look here, 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 look here. You've got your one spot where you look left and right and get your photos. That's when <laughs> I snipping. set up the chair and sit down the <laughs> naked cowboy and give him a cut. Which, no I'm, cape, just a garbage bag. See, they just, they just, unfortunately, they just, we just missed it by a hair. It's like that, uh, it's like um, that monologue by Burt Lancaster in Field of Dreams. He's like, What's it like to get this close to your dream and watch it brush by your face like the wind? It's, that's what happened with society, New York society, and us. Unfortunately, we just brushed by them like the wind because they could have had, they could have had TMZs for days, haircuts on the red carpet, couch, oh, ca- couches for pants. Oh man, sitting down people down. That's a classic. Sitting them down on a pink toilet and throwing pies at them. Come on. They'd be like the jerk practices having their annual CCW party, <laughs> which would be still bucket list now. Just create the most because you just pay. Well, you'd pay wrestlers, I guess you'd pay. Yeah. I don't know. You would pay Hulk Hogan to play West Hollywood Chuck Chunk Kogan. 
<laughs> or no, you wouldn't pay him. You pay whatever lookalike hangs out outside of the Gorman's I'm Chinese go theater. To whatever's playing on Mondays off Broadway, and I'm finding my Chunk Kogan there because he's there, and he will live the rest of his life as Chunk Kogan. That's um, if you give him enough lunches. Did we miss? Well, I guess it's a modern thing since um, Times Square got Disneyfied, but like there, so there wasn't a time where you had where part of the culture of like take your picture with Pokemon, but before that, it was like take your picture with the generic um, Ultimate Warrior. You know what I mean? Just walking around Times Square, and if so, we missed a mark. We were fools working nine to fives or or bartending gigs when we could have just dressed up like old pro wrestlers. And had people give us dollars to take pictures of us? I think that that culture springs up when you get tour, like, moon-eyed, yokel-jokel tourists. Yeah. Because, like, the pictures of time, and even when we first moved to New York, like, Times Square, if you went to 8th Avenue, you're like, oh, that's where you go to buy your porno DVDs. Just a block away. It's right yeah. there still... You still have your, like, well, the lights and the, the Virgin Megastore. Yeah, because 8th Avenue is, actually, 8th Avenue is the post office. 7th Avenue is Madison Square Garden. Definitely 9th Avenue is scumbummery. But I think 8th Ave, yeah, you go to 8th Ave, you go to that well, one, Holly, I, like, you go to Halloween Scare Corner. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I never did. Yes, I can. And then right next to it, you buy, by the way. That might do be candy shop the most now, dangerous place in the world is whomever is inside of a buy DVD pornographic porno store. Buy hard material. No. Books. Excuse me. Where's the paper? Where's the paper? Because <laughs> we talked about it. There was that, that comic book store in downtown. And it was and I said it's not even a comic store. It was a classic newsstand. Yes, I love it. That happened to have comic books in it. Mm-hmm. But you buy any books. magazine you want, comic like all the comic books you needed, every newspaper. But then the back, not even behind the beaded curtain. It was just like if you go too far, if you pass the like garbage bag taped on the floor, you're like, oh, okay, got it. This is where the, this is where we're going. This you want to buy a, the old buy a magazine. I um that you hide under a mattress. Speaking of that, there is a show on Netflix now called Trial by Media. It's an episodic oh, documentary show where they mm-hmm. they kind of reinvestigate huge c- cases that just exploded in the popular car- culture. And the second episode in is about this guy named um uh Bernhard Getz. Have you heard of him? Oh, Bernie Getz, the 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 guy who rode the subway with a gun? The subway vigilante. Yes. And he's disgusting. Like, he's... Uh, I, I I hate to say it, it's a historical event, so it's not really a spoiler, but it, this isn't about the crime aspect. It's a disgusting, racially charged, horrific murder. And, of course, the, the system did not do any justice there. But... More importantly, not more importantly, but more specifically to what we're talking about, they show 1984 New York. The subway, it is... Curl your toes. <laughs> I just can't 
fathom it. Like, you know, like all the people, like the older people in New York, the older New Yorkers we know that were sane, mm-hmm. not like like the people that we actually yeah. got to know and like old customers yeah. at the bar, people in like yeah. the scene that mm-hmm. actually lived in New York. Like now that I see that, I see my interaction with them slightly different or I see them slightly different because they lived through absolute madness. So somewhere in the back of their head, something has to be a little off, almost like you're seeing an alternate reality because you're still in New York. You're still in the same place, but there Mm -hmm. is nothing similar about standing in New York now or even 10 years ago, 15 years ago to what it was like in 1984 or through the seventies. Like the subway is literally like, take your life in your hands. It, oh yeah, no, it's, it's just crazy. a mobile version of like, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do this, and because I have to, I just have to like straighten up. You know, the idea of like, oh, I don't think I should be here. Except you have to ride this thing to go to work and come home. It is so weird because you see like the people riding the subway in this documentary, and they're the same. they're the same exact people we are riding the subway but they are in danger and you get that feeling just even watching it like that vibe of like something is dangerous here you know the lights are flickering there's graffiti everywhere it's rusty it's dank it is so crazy and then when this happens the subway vigilante like the cops were so underfunded back then or so corrupt or whatever you want to call it. So dysfunctional, let's say. Yeah. They're probably, yeah, yeah. they're probably funded fine. Um, that, uh, the, these people called the guardian angels run oh, yeah. by this guy yeah. named Curtis Sliwa decided to take the law in their own hands and they wear these red berets. They're still around, but not, they were actually influential. If I can say that around this time, because they would ride the subway, one person in each car, and every stop, they would go out, look left and right, inspect, and like make the subway safe. The issue is that they obviously, just like the police, would overstep their bounds, mm-hmm. to put it lightly, and yeah. you know beat the shit out of somebody because they don't like the cut of their jib or whatever. No, it's like, and they was, in the movie, the... Charles Bronson movie Death Wish right they called this guy the Death Wish killer yeah was before Gets before Gets okay because I was like if they did it after no so this guy uh, I don't even want to get into him it's the the actual crime and and um, situation surrounding is disgusting but as far as like old New York like you know you get like drunk or, or whatever like they're definitely just like neighborhoods where if you're not from there, you just shouldn't be there. Shouldn't be there. That's yeah. just the truth. And I feel like for me, the rube that I am, New York up until, I don't know, 1998 was all that neighborhood. <laughs> you shouldn't ever. No, the entirety of the island was just like, don't go there. No. Don't no. go there. It's well, not the don't go in that neighborhood. Just don't go to that. It was an island. Like, that's why they made... Uh, right escape, escape from, new from new york that's, like, that's why they turned it into a prison that is so fucking wild oh god but that at the point they were like just blow the bridges and just it's jail now it's no. just alcatraz no man's land great batman art right now yeah and that's it they just blow the bridges 
Oh, man. So that was my dad rage. But it's a good part of it is a good dad rage because I'm putting together yeah. the uh, people c- can probably already listen to it. Uh, the third annual Cold Tags clip show. For those of you that listen, know you got to listen to the mm-hmm. end to get our Cold Tag that yeah. references something in the episode or the over- overall arc of the show. And if you just can't make it to the end, you got to go to the Cold Tag clip shows if you I want a little taste the... out of context. The sample. Some of these are real. Mwah. Mejust bring brings them flooding the, back. The Admiral Sampler, mm, and for those of you that have gone back and listened to episodes, I promise never to record another introduction to the episode <laughs> um, in my car without having a concise idea of what I'm going to say because <laughs> I had to listen to a couple of those and I wanted to jump off a plateau. So for those. I'm sorry, just a and then I'm like, doodly do, I'm an intro, having an intro. It's like, you need to go fucking open the door of your car and slam it on your neck. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the way to put it. So for that, you know, we made promises throughout the whole run of this podcast. The first ever, we promised never to edit it. And then I guess this is all we've only made two promises in five years. How about that? Yeah, it's all you know. Can't we be, try not to break those two too much. But, yeah. Hey, man, sometimes you gotta break a promise, huh? Oh. So, pinned. Have you heard of the Lady G controversy yet? No, I have no idea. Okay, so, let me preface that I have very little political insight, and as far as um culturally outing someone it is none of my business but this is entirely out in the sphere and this person that we're about to talk about is a representative of my state so and he's a Mm -hmm. terrible person so he can go fuck himself with everything we're going to talk about so there is a twitter um conversation going on because somebody about three or four days ago posted that um in honor of i want to say it was in honor of pride week but i could be putting this but essentially it's like in honor of everything that's going on and the social unrest i can no longer sit by and watch this person um act the way he acts in private while publicly going about to make sure that life is as miserable as possible for people in the lgbt community Yes, mm-hmm. this is Lady G, and he or he prefers to be called Lady G, and he has hired every um, um, LGBTQ sex worker that I know, and yet he goes about his business trying to pass all the legislation possible to ban LGBTQ rights, and he okay. prefers to be called Lady G, and everybody's like, "Who is this Lady G? What's going on?" And it's like, next tweet. Let's just say Lady G is a senator and one of the most prominent senators out there. And it's like, who's Lady G? And so it's come to light that it's most likely Lindsay Senator Lindsey Graham is prefers to be called Lady, Lady G, G in oh, public. Don't doubt that at all. I I see it as well, and that's why I prefaced it like nobody should be outed by anyone else. But but that Unless being said, you're a- 
unless you're fucking a monster. Thank you. So that being said, I th- somebody posted it right. Like, hey, I don't support outing somebody. But let me just say that being called Lady G and having a taste in a bevy of different uh, non-binary um, lovers is probably the coolest thing there is about this absolute piece of shit who has tried to hurt so many people throughout his political career. Damn. God, I hope it's true. He hasn't come out. Well, that was all I knew is uh, Johnny pointed me at that yesterday. So I don't know any new news on it, but uh... oh, and then what? the other thing is they're saying that potentially um, the reason he has become, has shifted and become so supportive of Donald Trump after mm-hmm. like touting his incompetency all the way up to the election yeah. Um, other than the obvious that all these Republicans are like just wet noodles. They just want to win. They just want to win. Like, that's the grossest part. But... but they're saying that his personal close relationship may come from the fact that Donald Trump and his administration has um, blackmail material on him or material on his lifestyle and will out him if he well, if goes against. that fast and loose it, as it sounds, I don't know if this is true, but if you have... If you have tasted the fruit of all of the workers, <laughs> at right. some point someone's going to go, I know that old motherfucker. He's That's a- what I was thinking. No gratuity Graham. That's what we call him. Yeah. He no doesn't, Grant Graham. He doesn't give a little extra. Maybe he wears like a mask though or something or makeup. I don't know. I think he's probably so boringly, unassumingly white. You know, right. Like, Maybe he's smart enough not to flout his station. Like, you don't know who I am? You don't know who I am? He's like, oh, you shouldn't know who I am. I own a candy shop. Right. Like, that weird creepy guy who owns a candy shop. Yeah, all he does is have... And then who watches... He's on C-SPAN or Fox News. Like, right. no one... Nobody gives I don't... couldn't tell you what he looks like. Other than a pundit or maybe somebody in South Carolina, right? Uh, yeah. Who he's a senator for. Um would recognize him, especially as if he gets out of that typical Republican or political gray mm. suit with red tie, and he just yeah. puts on a he puts nice on his Morona, couch, puts on his couch shirt, dresses up his naked cowboy, and then you're just like, who's this old guy I living see. it up out here? Maybe he tries to dress, you know, he tries to dress himself down like uh, an unassuming celebrity who actually thinks about every choice they make but they want it to look like they're schlubby in public so it's always like new york yankees ball cap little wrinkly white shirt i could see him being like salaciously dramatic of like if you put on like big glass like um like paul lind glasses mesh tank top daisy dukes and cowboy boots and a pink neon shirt you'd be like i I met that guy in New York. Like, you wouldn't be like, that is the esteemed senator of South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. No, he'd just be like, mm, 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 mm. That, that, I was just going to say that. If he goes. Doing his tutti frutti shots. And if that's, if everything we've heard, that's true to himself. So I hope he's wearing that. But that's the exact move. Like, go over the top. So it would be like, so no he kind of looks like that senator, but there is no way that a senator would wear yeah. assless chaps to the motel. If you are that high level and that into, like, like selling out your your, your community, because that is his community, whether he likes it or not. You are a predator, but that's your community. Yeah. You have to go that big. Just sure. To, like, you, you're the annoying guy who takes over the jukebox. 
Ugh. It's like classic espionage move because you're like, I fucking hate this guy. He's always here and he's always picking his fucking shitty music and he's always running his mouth. And you would never think that guy is then that guy who's like, yes, call to the floor. Hmm, right. Yes. Okay. And you're well, like, nah, they can't. You can't. You'll get more unemployment benefits over our dead, cold Maybe bodies. some people do, and they just don't give a shit. <laughs> and the thing is, and that's that should be a lesson. And what we were talking about, just be you, be true. Lindsey Graham, if you want if that's you, then move to somewhere that's more um, accepting and give your campaign speeches in that mesh tank top. Yeah. With a chindo on, yeah, and say I was wrong. I apologize. The chin bro is behind work. him. I, exactly. I'm gonna work my ass off to right my wrongs. It's not about how we fall; it's how we get back up. And you probably, you know, you gotta have to work yourself up from coroner to you know sure. state representative. But you get your chindo back in the Senate to do the right things. But you're Has killing there... yourself. You're punching your own heart if you're up there wearing a gray suit, working against, like you said, your own community he's got that money he's juiced in yeah it's too comfy who wants to start over but it's not lose the sizzle of the sneak maybe money makes everything that comfortable but come on wearing that suit you know he's got to him it's just a smock it's his home depot smock that (laughs) suit at this point you know what i mean like he fucking hates it but it makes the weekends that much more sweet. Oh, I suppose on that. the weekends it gets a cheekens. That's the forbidden. That's the forbidden fruit. It makes it even better. Oh my god, it's so funny. I was um, I was telling you, and it might be out now, or it might never come out. Who knows? Uh, our friend Johnny O'Donnell has a podcast mm-hmm. called Take Your Pills, Psychopath, and yeah. he jokingly calls it like an exploitative adventure into mental wellness and mental health. So he has people yeah. on to talk about, you know, um, mental health issues they deal with, you know, and generally it's comedians uh, and they have conversations. This time it wasn't a comedian because I was on it uh, and you can go back and listen to it. And uh, it's uh, if you're here listening from that podcast, you're welcome. It's much, thank much different. For, thank you for joining us. If you're a longtime jerk practices listener and you're going to go to that podcast just know gets a little intense it's it's a little different not that there's not laughs we fi- but we do find out um when old h h bomb gets uh, or h face gets gets the juices going they they be a flowing so that being mm-hmm. said we do get into which is really fun and actually johnny's going to come on this podcast hopefully and i need Amazing. you there because as we've discovered, my brain is so soft and blacked out for so long that, one, I either don't remember Lars Swass, and two, I've created these very strange, also boring narratives. Like, they say, like, as, like, alcoholics, addicts, like, you try and fill in these gaps, almost like, dino DNA! <laughs> like, so I fill in these gaps to make sense of these periods that I can't remember because I was so inebriated or whatnot. And we discovered, like, I was like, oh, I remember that. We were sitting in front of a vacuum cleaner store. on, And Johnny's like, that is none of that is true. And I was like, talking about the narrative. He's like, you may, you're, you're setting? You decided, like, everything I made was, like, so bland and sad and 1950s but, strange. But that's the thing, like, 
I, I can see your mind working that way. Like, even if it's swirling with the the chaos of the moment, like you saying there's a vacuum store on like 25th and 7th, that's something I know you would remember. Oh, right. Yeah, so it's so- like the truth bubbling up. We may not have been there specifically, but we passed it. And for whatever reason, you're like, ah, vacuum cleaner store, holy shit. Like, why is there still a vacuum specific <laughs> and then store? That yeah. then becomes the setting for something else, but. Yeah, there, I mean, everything you experience is it's like pings back. It is, your brain has unlimited storage, whether you want to believe it or not, unless, from what I hear, there's, um, hmm, I don't know how to categorize it, but there are certain type of people that um, have a, an ability to remember everything. So you could call it an ability oh, and a curse. It's, what's it to- it's t- called Total Recall. Is that total? Oh, is that total recall? Unlike the killer movie, which will none of us will ever forget. Movies. But I believe it's called Total Recall. Real quick, did you see Total like Recall you can the reboot? I refuse. I do too. There are reboots I will go to. But when I saw it. Total Recall two if with it's not like Joaquin and there's Phoenix not or Law, who's in that? Which one? Oh, it's um Colin Farrell. No fucking thank you. Three I like him too, but. Meh. Exploitation. I need the freaks. <laughs> I need what's this called? Quato. I need the Quato fetus man chest. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Total Recall, you're in for a treat. Just know Triple that. boobs. Just know Quattos. that when you see the gym coach from the first Nightmare on Elm Street, you're gonna get your Looking own around. Nightmare on Elm Street. You're gonna oh, get yeah. your Nightmare <laughs> on Chest Street. <laughs> it's so good. So yes, pinned. Uh, I refuse Total Recall as well. But I can't. Like I the people with the actual. Um, condition. I've heard that once they get up there in age, once mm-hmm. they age, like their brain, like a chest full of too much old clothes, right. like they start to be like, I can't make new memories because I still remember what I had for dinner for di- on you know May first, nineteen seventy two. And there's it's a like, reason your brain just goes. Trash, 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 trash. You don't need to remember every meal you've ever had. Because most of them are fucking boring. So why did I get on that? Oh, I got on that because this is why Johnny... Because one, uh, going and listening to Take Your Pill Psychopath, you will hear a lot of the history of jerk practice and Long Island City comedy and a little bit of where we came from, Minneapolis, this and that. In a very... Excuse me in a very um, meandering way. But that being said, he's got to come on or we have to have a more specific, because I don't mm-hmm. think we really had a, we, we touch base on this podcast because this podcast has always been, Hey, here's our memories of being a sketch troupe on the fringe of the comedy yeah. scene from Minneapolis through New York, from the early, from like 2001, 2002 through 2000, what, 15, whatever. Um, yeah. And 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 fringing on the podcast world, all under the canopy of jerk practice. Oh no, it's way later, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that being said, uh, I'm we're talking about it, and there were a few instances, which is why we need to get into it, where Johnny was talking about we had this thing called the Kurt Russell off, and it was mm-hmm. a Halloween oh, yeah. show, yeah. in which every year at this Halloween show we would have a costume contest to kick it off. And the whole time we're talking about it, I finally go like, man, that was a good show, Johnny. Like, what was the name of that show? And he was just like, 
I was like, you did a did a Halloween show, right? Like you did like the Dirty Thirty, and you had fifty first jokes. And what was the Halloween show? He's like, that was your like you guys <laughs> were the Halloween show. And I was like, oh man, oh. oh. I think wow. I had a good I had a good couple of sketches that night. I think. And I don't have total recall. Believe me, it wasn't a memory <laughs> that got pushed out. So, but but also, I guess to talk about that, the Kurt Russell off. Maybe you have. I couldn't remember who played who. I think I was from Big Trouble in Little China. You were. You were Jack Burton. Was Sean Patton Snake Plissken? Yes. And you were? I think I was the host. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. When Johnny O'Donnell was Captain Ron? Yeah. No, that would fit him for the time. Yeah, he was Captain Ron, Snake Plissken. And then I think maybe Justy was the thing. Okay. Was maybe Brad Sternagel from Used Cars? That you probably was, yeah. Right? And then maybe... That seems like a, that seems like a him addition. Yeah, it does. For sure. And I feel like, last but not least, potentially, we had somebody from Overboard going Overboard. Maybe. Maybe. I think it was probably Mitch in a tank top. Cause that's what I thought. That sounds exa- that's top. exactly what that I'm doesn't picturing. Doesn't that sound like that's easy? Just put Mitch in a tank top. And he had a vacuum in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he played that. He played vacuum-wielding Kurt Russell. <laughs> Because I'm sure we had an argument about how Mitch wanted to be Kurt Russell from on the computer and sneakers or whatever oh, the yeah, right. old school Disney thing was. Yeah, like, he... no one gets that reference. We're like, come on, it's overboard. <laughs> I'm sure. But we had another costume contest. Oh, we had a Die Hard, right? We had the Die Hard costume contest, didn't I we? Feel, and it was, the joke was just everybody was from Die Hard. So we had a Bruce Willis. <laughs> every, it was Bruce Willis from every Die Hard and then maybe Mitch as Moonlighting. That sounds exactly right. So instantly, so the, so Al, Johnny also gets into, um, and without my prodding, he's like, oh yeah, you guys tried to kill yourself by coming up with new material every week, which was noble, but you guys were afraid all the time. But that being said, we also continually tried to grow in my opinion we we continually tried to grow and push our own envelope and Mm -hmm. if it was funny to us that's all that mattered which isn't necessarily always good i i see that now but but i only mean by that like we talk about in the podcast context is key so i think for our first halloween show we had the first annual kurt russell off and then the next one which was a traditional you all dress like kurt kurt russell And then, Casey, you pick somebody, or maybe there was a funny reveal mm. at the end. And then for the next year's Halloween show, we had the second annual costume contest, but we're doing Bruce Willis. But we already turn it on its head so much that it's not that even a just, traditional yeah. costume contest. It's already a play on itself that it's everybody... Already, yeah. But so it, if you came in fresh, you'd be like, you would kind of get what was the funny idea in in and of the fact that we had the first idea is just funny and on its own. Just like everyone's a Kurt Russell character. Right. Which is, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. You know what? I'm being we too hard be- on it. That's great. Everybody's the same diary. That but was then, funny. But like you said, you, we keep riffing on it until it becomes this sort of like, okay, they're all just dressed as the same guy. Which is kind of in and of itself funny, but like we didn't make that the cornerstone of the joke. I'm sure there was another layer oh, underlying it's always layered, joke. Yeah. 
We are the onion of Like, I don't Skechers. remember what maybe the reveal was, like, one of them was G.I. Jane or something. I don't remember. Like, I don't remember the payoff mm. of it. If that's the payoff, that's a that's a that's a fun payoff. It is right now. There. Yes, when we when we when we um, I'm adjusting my total recall to when we bring it. To, yeah, let's just, we killed every night, baby. Every night we killed. That's a funny idea for a total recall sketch, though, where a guy goes into because in total recall, for those of you to catch up. You go sit in a chair and they insert memories for you. Like, yeah. you don't have it's, to go actually go to Mars. Yeah. You get implanted the memory that you've been at Mars. So it's easy. It feels like you've been there, but it's 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 not dangerous. It's simple. So what about the guy that, that goes in and he just gets implanted with a trip to the vacuum store? <laughs> No, that's funny, but it's like the guy because we know there are people because it's exists the penny stocks. Oh yeah, the penny stocks guy for memories. So he's just constantly like handfuls of change. He's like, "Can I get the um? Now I want the vacuum store one." (laughs) This guy's loaded. He's just filled up with just like these pedestrian. Like, I want the uh, park 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 bench. Not a sunny day though. I don't got an extra quarter. (laughs) Only got a nickel. Give me partly cloudy and windy. And uh, no, no, no. Central Park? Are you kidding me? Madison Square Park. Come on. Or what's a shittier park? I don't know. Give me Sunset Park. In the gray. In the gray. And not now. No, no, no. No, no. 2008. 2000. No, it's got to be even a more bland time. Even, yeah, in between now, because like Sunset Park is supposed to be really cool and hipster. I want to go to the NBA Finals. Um, in 1995, I think. I want Trailblazers Suns. I was gonna say I want, I want Rockets Knicks. Which was a good series. No, there was one that was was it Rockets Magic? Rocket. There was two Rockets Magic and Rockets Suns or Rockets Knicks because they Rockets won. See, I even forgot about Rockets Knicks. That's how forgettable it is. I didn't even know it was a thing. It is. It was pretty forgettable, but for whatever reason. my The way my finals work, I have all the Bulls finals, but then I have because I love basketball, but sometimes I would go in and out and Mm. so I absorb the few times. So for whatever reason, this year I was in. So if anybody ever wants to ask me about Kenny the Jet, you know, game three (laughs) against the Knicks, I got it. <laughs> no, you know, but then you ask me something about a more like prolific series. They're like, "Oh yeah, what about that Lakers Heat matchup in 2004?" I go, "I didn't know the Lakers are they still in the Heat's a team?" Saint Paul, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. The Minnesota Lakers, the Heat with Glenn Rice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when they got Grandmama. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still haven't. Oh, can we? Oh, you mean the Washington Bullets? Can we hit on a movie that's on Netflix that I forgot existed? I haven't seen it. I've yet to see it. Wondering if you've seen it and if I should watch it and if you have any intrigue in watching it. And in the social construct, if it's a thing that should be watched on Netflix, Netflix does a a rating now. So, like, here's the Mm -hmm. top ten movies that are being watched in the world right now, or at least on the Netflix platform and coming in on number four uh like five days ago was this movie from the 90s called juana man 
I remember of I've never seen Juana Man. Do you? But know? I know that it's a movie. Like <laughs> I remember on the, a cassette tape seeing the preview for Juana Man. So, but do you know? Do you remember? It's not a vacuum store. Do you remember <laughs> the <laughs> any of the premise of Juana Man? Is it like a much to do about nothing? Like farce where it's like men dresses women or is it just so i think so i think what it is and the trailer or the teaser that they play on netflix is a little ambiguous but i think it's a man who either gets kicked out of the nba or quits the nba oh my or god gets right. like he's over his hump in the nba so, and so he... he goes to play for the nwa as juana man is his name Ding, ding, and ding. he dresses like a woman and he schools these women in the end of uh, NWA in the WS yes, only. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't have schooled anybody. <laughs> yeah. The wolf yeah. pack would have got him. He puts up. Yeah. He puts on a Raiders hat and joins the NWA. <laughs> it's a movie. That's a bizarre movie. So he joins the <laughs> w- I need to become a woman to join the NWA. They're like, you could have just. Just been yourself and been a good rapper. No, you guys needed a lady. Oh my god. I wish um uh the NW the NWA The WNBA. The, I was thinking if the NWA joined the WNBA as a team. The NWWA? Eh? So so ultimately, <laughs> one, I'm a little disgusted at at the idea that and it was a big premise back then that no matter what, as long as you're a man and you go into a female-led organization, yeah. you just school everybody. See, Where that's we know weird. that if this washed-up NBA player goes to play for the WNBA, he's gonna get his ass kicked. Unless he's getting into a fist fight, right? Then even debatable. Then. then it's even debatable. Like, they're going to outrun his raggedy, fat ass. Exactly. Like, this, there's a difference between Tootsie and that. Mm. Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman, like, like he's not any better than a woman. He just happened to, like, get a hit as a woman. And then you get young Bill Murray egging him on. Oh, right, right, like, right. And he, like, seduces people because they think he's charming and, like, a cheeky lady. As no. opposed to, like, I'm just better at basketball than you. I'm wearing a wig. Fuck it. Dunk, 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 dunk. That's, like, the shitty... And I'm gonna... Oh, I'm calling his $100 million ass out. Like, Joe Rogan, like, ended up, like, creating a movement or got this, like, birth of followers because he... um He was like, I'm sick. There was a... um The first trans MMA fighter... Wanted uh-huh. to fight in um, the, the, the the female portion of the the MMA yeah. or whatever uh, the a woman fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the uh, MMA what how they d- decide MMA MMA after dark. Yeah, but so Joe Rogan was just like, and Joe Rogan, you're not in the ring. You're not in the ring. Like he's like, that's just. This trans person's going to go in there and don't get me wrong. He's a man. Okay. He's a man. He's going to kick the shit out of these women. And I just don't like it. And it's like, I don't, who gives a shit what you like or don't like? Yeah. It does not matter. 
it's two people that make the decision to go in the ring. One person right. identifies as trans. One person identifies as female. They both agree that this is the fight they're going to have. It's like a non-issue. That's that's why I was having trouble um, uh, deciphering if this is a female league or a male league because it's all under the right. same canopy. If It shouldn't be. It should just be the MMA and you can have um, you can accept people the that identify as male, if you want. Female. Exactly. That's This should be at the CCW. We don't have... It's non-binary wrestling. And I and I agree with you, like, if he hadn't politicized it, like, don't fight that person. Right. Like, there is a physical difference. Yeah. Between, like, so, like, don't fight them then. I mean, somebody will, like, that's where, like, I, I, I am with you. Like, if you want to fight that, fight that lady, the right. trans woman, like, that's your, that's you. Because right. you're the one who's fighting them. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to do something. But isn't that as easy as it needs to be? It isn't should be. That and then, easy as it but needs that's to the be? thing. Then no one would watch it. Because no one would be like, nah, I don't want to watch that. Oh, because they want scandal. Or, yeah, they want It's just, it's hype. got sizzle. So it's like, sizzle, oh, shit, yeah. they got the hype. It's the trans woman versus the the best woman. Like, we know boxing. Boxing's been around for a hundred years. You're the right. best MMA female winner is not going to fight anybody else who's going to tarnish their wreck. Like, right. that's why they're called humps. There's humps. That's why you box humps until you get someone who you th- you're sure you can beat unless you're the up and comer. And right. that's the thing. Like, OK, you enter the MMA and you're trans. No one will fight you. And then you'll go away. That's I lost all of my all of the reminders of classic wrestling. Like, it is all about the sizzle. And that's great. So it the only the only issue I take with it is that old Rogi decided to social um, to, to deconstruct it socially and political and make yeah. it a make it like um, a fight or something. But if you yeah you add that just traditional fight sizzle, this person is this person. They're unique because of this way as a fighter versus this person who's unique as this way as a fighter. Then you got a kick ass fight going on. And that's it. You, all yeah. you have to have is two agreeing parties to fight. That's it. I want Conor McGregor yeah. should fight, you know, um, a sack full of lizards. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Poisonous lizards. That'll, oh, yeah. that'll show his skills. That'll have some leg sweeps. Gets one bite. Poison. <laughs> He's done. Lizard, lizard bag wins. <laughs> I put my money on lizard, lizard bag. bag. I'd put, I'll my put money that on belt lizard. around all those lizards, <laughs> all those sweet lizards, and then run. <laughs> Careful not to. Buy. Well, you have to blow dart them all at the end, and then just <laughs> tie a little belt around this sack full of lizards. Mm, yeah. Nice. With all those lizards, retired champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not getting back. They they're <laughs> represented by Don King. Conor McGregor goes down to a sack full of lizards. They retire champion. 1 and 0. 1 and 0. And they even retire better, that belt. They make a new belt just to get rid of that belt. And Conor McGregor loses his leg from lizard poison and then he comes back to become the one-legged MMA champion and he <laughs> overcomes a new adversity. That he this lit- right this d- does itself. He you could write it. He's he becomes well, itself. The, Himself, he's the literally the one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Oh, right itself. All of that being said, Casey, somebody is. Let's cap. Let's tie her all together. 
We're on a wrestling streak with these episodes, yeah, baby. We just got to ride it out, and then we'll come back. It's like the tide. The Somebody's listening to this podcast, or some algorithm, or some artificial intelligence, because every day, twice a day now, from different, different mm-hmm. job-seeking websites, do Which I get a offer to apply? I made that sound nice. Get an <laughs> offer. I get a... Right. Link from to apply the McMahon estate for the most amazing, amazing wrestling job I've ever seen. It's with the WWE. Real quick, it sounds like it'd be a non-job, right? Because it's, oh, it says writer assistant for. This is like the Devil Wears Prada, except it's like muscly hunks. Right. So check this out. It's under the canopy of writer's assistant, right? Here, let me. It should be bringing up, and you go. You just oh, need to be on right. to a space force, not this. It's it's you say, oh, it's a writer's assistant. Well, any writer's assistant job, no matter what canopy it's under, is probably just a shitty get coffee, edit paper, or mm-hmm. um, copy edit paper. Take notes. Take notes. So that's why I'm saying people are listening to this because this is under the canopy of WWE. But listen to how amazing these key responsibilities are. First of all, the writer's assistant will support the creative writing team in all aspects of the writing process. Now, that sounds still sounds like, you know, that's mm-hmm. bogus, like um, work, work. Key responsibilities. At all times, pay close attention to detail. Check. Take detailed and accurate meeting notes. Check. In a WWE meeting, by the way. Listen, follow directions, execute said direction in a timely manner. Sure, sure, sure. Participate. And take notes in high-level creative <laughs> meetings with the chairman of the company. We know who chairman that is. Not B-O-R-D, man. Participate. That's the fourth key responsibility down is you need to participate in a meeting with Vince McMahon. Which just sounds like you're dealing with a sack full of poisonous lizards. I will let you finish so we can we can redress the... The statistics, or this, what you need for your resume. Uh, chairman of the company, SVP, and lead writers of the creative writing team. Distribute notes from all meetings to necessary departments to ensure communication amongst all departments. Take initiative and communicate clearly and concisely with all lead writers, writers, and other departments. Type and distribute scripts, promos, formats, etc. That's when you make a few sweet edits in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me skip to the... Coordinate with other departments within the company, props, talent, travel, etc., to ensure all necessary production elements are properly secured for all WWE TV shows, Raw, SmackDown, Live, etc. Anticipate the needs of the department and plan ahead to ensure efficient departmental functioning. This is amazing. Assistant writers with the execution of backstage and in-ring seg. Oh, assist writers in the execution of backstage and in-ring segments at WWE TV shows and serve as runner, coordinating talent, props, and other necessary items for scenes. Assist with directing and producing tapes and live vignettes and promos. Perform miscellaneous tasks. I mean, just a member of jerk practice. You got to buy the chindos. You got to make sure everybody's got their script. Oh, man. Oh, man. And the fact that you, you're you totally right. They have mentioned numerous times you will be interacting with the chairman of the board. They don't use his name, so you don't Google it. <laughs> right. <laughs> because from my understanding, 
he and the other head writers who also just salty old fucking wrestlers right. collecting the Paul paycheck, Orendorf. are just going to Eviscerate scream you. at you. Yeah. And that's, tell you that idea is bad, it's your fault. And then you'll be like, but that's what you said. And like, I didn't say that. That wasn't mine. You screwed it. Like, you to the ring dope. with you. <laughs> Across the butt cheeks with a Texas strap. But this is so, but the, so that must be the truth. Because this, um, that's a burnout me, job. Amazing that, job. It might be a you, burnout job, but it's been you available live in the for desert like 10 days. For the next 20 years. Because you're like, I can't. I've been beaten, not only because you travel, not, well, not now because of coronavirus, but like at the height of the season, you are in a different city every three to four days. Right. It's definitely keeping balance in plates, make it like you got to make sure everybody's happy. You're trying creatively to fulfill your like, oh, I got some good ideas. But then they're just like, no, 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 no. And then you throw out some dumb idea where you're like. I don't know, wear a gas mask because you say you're in Fart City and they're like, you write me the Fart City bit. And you're like, I don't even know what that city that but then is. You and then you'll never up. know. You'll never know what city it was because you were just like, I just said Fart City. And they're like, this isn't Fart City. This is Cincinnati. They need, but here's the thing. That job needed to appear when I was, you know, 19. Yeah. And oh then God, you yes, show up and you're young and spry and you still and have an attitude. Old suit. Yeah, you're taking shit like crazy, but you know, you're still like, you know, fuck you, old man. Like finally, you're like a uh, spider. You're like No. You're like, you, you, you fuck you, Vince. And he's yeah. like, Oh, you gonna take that? You gonna take that? And then Vince McMahon comes over and bends over his knee and spanks you. But then you're there the next day and they're like, I like this kid, he's tough. Took one of Vince's spankings. Hey, kid, write me the Fart City bit. You write right, it. And then he woke up at 3 a.m. to pump iron with us. Like, oh, that's exhausting. I can't take a spanking and wake up to work out. Right. Ugh. So then 20 years later, you're one of the salty old wrestlers. Maybe, or that salty hurt. old writers. Maybe even a, a, maybe even a Fit Finley. You're you're the still ring. the one taking a spanking on the side, but you get to, you get to, you get a, you get a big pop in like Atlanta when you come out as the. Like the hootin' tootin' hootin' Annie, and everyone's like, Eeeh. No, you're just the assistant. And then Roman Reigns let you let you get one over on him just because it's your hometown. And your old your eighty year old mom is there, just like, oh, I'm just dressed like a rodeo clown. <laughs> I've been so happy in my life. You know, it's the little things. You get raised. You're like Razor Ramon. Will you? This girl doesn't <laughs> right, think yeah. I work as a writer's assistant at WWE. And then he just steals her from you. Yeah, exactly. Because you had the heart enough to open up to Razor Ramon. Right. He's like, oh, she's she's right for the picking. I think Razor that... Ramon stole my wife. Oh, man. That is so Then good. you're just the gill. You're the gill with ten wives. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Don Jardine's mad at me again. <laughs> the spoiler. Oh, that's great. Oh, well, that job will life appear. on the road. So either that job they can't fill it because they can't find the right guy, or it has a twenty-four really, hour turnover. They're they're really soft touching you. They're long gaming you. It's like a siren song. They're like, we got the guy. He just needs to come around. <laughs> we'll get him. Yeah, we got to be careful if they're listening in. We're gonna turn on SmackDown, and they're gonna. Oh, it's gonna be CCW Smackabama two Church Candy Wrestling, baby. Oh yeah. The hottest new program. Junk Kogan. 
It'll just be Hulk Hogan on somebody's shoulders in a long trench coat. <laughs> Three Stooges style. How come, see, put me in that writer's room. I've never <laughs> no. seen a wrestling a wrestler that's like a tag team. How come we classic. haven't seen a tag <laughs> team and that's how they enter coat. the ring in a long trench coat, one on the other's shoulders, and the other one oh, pushes the other you. one to jump up over that's the ropes. That's the how they gimmick. get in the ring. They can't get over in the tag team, so they get over as a single, as the biggest man in the world. Trench and Shady. But it's just like it's just a guy on another guy's shoulders. Trench so That's fucking hilarious. That would get over so huge, people would freak the fuck out. Absolutely. And you and guess what? Guess what? Sometimes you don't know who the second guy is. Oh, because it could be Hogan. So yes, yeah, so it could be me. They'll be like, they'll be like, is it Trent? Or is Shady under there tonight? I don't know. And then it turns out to be oh, yeah. the original Ultimate Lesnar. Warrior without makeup yeah. on. They're like, he's yeah. back! Do you know how <laughs> yes, much that exactly. would kill? Oh, oh, man. Or, you know, it'd be Vince McMahon at one point, right? Or Because oh, he'd insist on being the, like, I'm going to carry you in, Hans. And, right, like, but, and, tr- and the two guys are coming out, the two tag team members, but they're about to get in the ring, and when the, the guy in the bottom jolts the first guy up over yeah. the rings instead he flips him behind his back and takes it off and he's takes the, whole the guy they're him. wrestling right or he suplexes yeah. him and then the guy on top trench or whatever their names are he's like no like he didn't know who you was betrayed me. <laughs> yeah. oh. that's how you get that heat that's the late game heat you always Ooh. gotta have the turn that's the guy great. i'm sick of carrying you into the ring that is so great you just did, one like, time it's just him on stilts with, with wrestling <laughs> shoes on and nobody's there because then like Goldberg spears the legs and you backflip off and you're like there was never anybody there the whole oh, time yes. <sighs> oh man yeah like he gets off and it's just like an inflatable version of who they're fighting he tops yeah, off and no. starts like mocking the fake dummy version the effigy oh he jumps off and it's actually a dummy of Vince McMahon he burns yeah. it in an effigy Stokes it, and, with then, it. and then makes smoke yeah, signals and with stokes the, the it with his trench coat. coat. And oh, out comes you could uh, sell giant trench coats for two hundred dollars. Tatanka at comes Garden. out. <laughs> the Brooklyn brawler himself throwing trash cans. I Tatanka was one of my I Tatanka was one of my favorite wrestlers. He, I think he was, was a just a white kid badass. from West Hollywood in the I, classic <laughs> sense of. I mean, it is inappropriate now. It's it, because I, you're right. I can't picture him now, but I'm sure he was just a white guy in red face. He, I could be wrong, but the two classic. There was a guy called King John Strongbow, I think. Okay, yeah. And then another that was like Big John Haystacks or something. They played up their full-out regalia, like, arrow. They were just two fat Italian dudes. Yeah, that's... There's a, obviously a history of that, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't skirt by the WWF or E, <laughs> surprisingly. The, the, the WWF... Classic wrestling hasn't been a bastion of oh, politically yeah. correct culture, no. which in itself becomes a parody of itself. So... Like we, I think we talked about a couple episodes yeah. ago. The shame in that, because it's a parody of showing how stupid. Yeah. Well, no, not the older like red face. That's all garbage. They could yeah. have found a badass wrestler who is of Native American yeah. descent. Um, so that that's all bullshit. But like the playing up, like 
the racist redneck who's an idiot yeah. because he's a racist redneck. The unfortunate aspect of that is the enormous amount of fans who right. saw that in the wrong light. He gets over in certain parts of the country, but they talked about there was that wrestler Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Who became like who was super huge in the eighties and he got over in the South more. Because he fought these guys, like, people root for these guys, and he come in and just, like, wreck shop, and just this weird, like, people, like, he's awesome. Sure. Like, he's, like, you know, he's, like, a myth. Right, 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 I see what you're saying. Like, it's weird, it's this weird sight, but only in that, in the wrestling world, like, the miasma of it, they were like, he's the best. But when I leave, I like the, uh, Big John Haystacks. (laughs) Right, right, right. Only in that arena, if you will. Outside that arena, they're despicable. Or whatever that means. Well. All right. Yeah. I guess a send-off, huh? I guess we'll go with the... Because we're out of it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. Stay safe out there. GD thing. Nice. That trench coat idea is true. It's cracking me up. It's cracking. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Sunday, March 31st at 1 p.m., get your tickets to the greatest sports entertainment closed-circuit TV spectacular of all time, Candy Church Wrestling's flagship event, Slamabama 1. That's right, just because it's first doesn't mean it's bad. In fact, it's quite rad. See the Saturday night skeever, the disco don himself, Dick Burner, roller skate to the ring against the loquacious lacerator, the verbose vivisector, Stacy Payne. And he'll need all the secret sauce he can muster because CCW is bringing a roast. That's right, for the first time ever, live and in your homes, is the wrestling roast battle. <laughs> Marvel as Dick Burner and Stacy Payne exchange chuckles and knuckles, barbs and beatdowns, and low blows, both verbal and otherwise. No expense or feelings will be spared. Watch as champion Chuck Kogan and plubbing legend and lifestyle guru Dr. T battle it out with a challenger from parts you don't want to know, the menacing, the mysterious, Chindo. And in tag team action, we have Dr. Gaylord and the patient bringing their patented brand of medical malpractice against the Freeway Furies, Skidmark and Gash. K.O. In ladies division action, does the mall brat Brandy Sands have enough pep and pop to overcome the blonde banshee Karen? You'll want to speak to the manager to ask for more. Totally. We'll also see the Midtown Madonna Corey with a K and her manager Corey with a C taking the L-I-R-R to face the trash-talking, moonwalking, meanie in a bikini, Trish the Dish Scalapini as they clash for the first time and battle for bragging rights and equal pay as they descend into the dreaded pink panty pillow fight. Meow. Watch as 30 of CCW's lower and middle card Jim Oaks battle it out in the old country buffet all-you-can-eat battle royale. Burst to burst, the worst. We also see the stinker and the uncle, Big Big Sale Gundy, square off in a kitchen haircut match. See Lyle the Lizard Robodeau bring his slime and grime against the grim and slim Mr. Murder. 
This promised to be a sight that'll leave you your eyes sore as Mr. Murder Plants open his body bag of horrors on the cold-blooded brute. But the bad boy from the bayou won't go down without a swinging his sack of lizards in your general direction. The Lord of Luchadors, Jay Confucius III versus the Ravishing Racist, the third person pugilist, the Ronald. Can the mask master of the top rope outmaneuver the enraged orange man as they slug it out atop a 20-foot wall extended above the ring in the one-of-a-kind Laredo border wall match? Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. See the blonde from Baywatch and one of the white guys from the Bulls. Don't, and also don't miss 80s heartthrob Judd Nelson stepping into the ring to wrestle his demons. Finally, for the main, main event, international heartthrob, the meat man, Cottington J. Brisket, brings his patented brand of turnbuckle butchery and his masterful machismo in defense of his honor and lifestyle choices against the Beantown Brawler, Mad Mandy Harper, and his 24-pack of Roman Rocks. <laughs> the middle-class bad boy clashes with the South Beach boy toy. It's sex symbol versus the sexist. The dandy versus the dump. Hot versus not. Art versus fart. In the in the time-honored classic West Memphis Dad's belt match, these gladiators will be tethered together with a lash made of each of their father's belts. They'll battle for family honor, legacy, and their respective father's hand in marriage. It's Slamabama, baby! Music by the Midday Monday pre-taped stars, the Jazz Cousins, and so much more. A Candy Church and Chess Justice production. Yeah.